Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue. Are you looking for more KEM Top Talk shows? You can find the rest of my shows, interviews, discussions, and erotic experiences on skyhawkafterdark.com. Skyhawk After Dark has an array of shows catered to your taste. So log on to www.skyhawkafterdark.com for more shows. been bothering me. This weather out here in Arizona has been really, really strange. And um, we have Nelson on the phone. Yay! Hey, Maribel. Please tell me that you can... Hi, yes, you can hear me. Thank goodness. I can hear you fine. Or I should I call you Maribel? <laughs> <laughs> We all know that's an inside joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how have you been, my friend? Uh been trying to keep myself busy, trying to be productive as much as possible, and of course just watching movies, of course, and stuff. When I'm not too you know, occupied, I'm just watching, you know, stuff on home. You know, it's like. I try to go out less as much as possible. I just went out like a few minutes ago to get something quick and come right back. So mm-hmm. now that, that yeah, everybody's starting to wear a mask. I mean, for a while I wasn't wearing a mask, but now I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> starting to say. And again, it's like this is like the new normal now, just staying in for a while. And then you're just, you know, sitting around till till this is all done. And I don't know. You know, we, we we talked about this number of times, like when this is gonna over, when this is gonna mm-hmm. be over, you know what to do and this and that, and then you know we're doing you know podcasts like this from home, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. right now, I, me personally, I'm trying to figure out how to do things like you know um, Instagram Live and Live whatever without things being compromised at home because I'm not I don't live alone for those who don't know, so right. that's an issue there. So. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to figure this out. And, uh, yeah, I hear that. Sorry that you're sick, and I know it's not COVID-19. I have a feeling it's not. When people say that that that, that they're sick or they're not feeling well, people immediately, oh, my God, it's COVID-19. You know what I mean? Right. Or mm-hmm. corona and all that stuff. But 
You know, just think before you, you know, you think this is something, something's going to happen, you know, just, okay, it might be a cold, it might be something else, but it's not might be COVID-19. I think there's right. symptoms that if you do have it, I think uh, one of them is like if you can't breathe properly mm-hmm. or I, I, I forgot the other symptoms that if you're if you do have it, I forgot what it was. Yeah. Uh, but bottom line is, is that, you know, I mean, I think you would know if you have COVID-19 or Corona or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's just something, it's a matter of like, okay, if it seems serious, then I'm definitely going to do something about this. You know what right. I mean? So I would, you know, I would go to a hospital. I would, I would mm-hmm. call 911 or anything, you know, right before you go. So you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. Well, my issue is, is that I get migraines. If I sit the wrong way or if I'm, if I'm, you know, sitting in a way that is uncomfortable, but I don't realize it to be uncomfortable. My body starts giving me messages of, you know, your neck is turned the wrong way, your your arms, whatever. I mean, this morning when I got up, I got up late. Um, I've been working out this week. I've been really taking the opportunity to just focus on myself and everything that I've been doing and working out. And of course, you know, when you're working out, you have to really give yourself a break in not thinking, okay, I worked out the whole week, so I should be down a pound. And I was, it's not like I wasn't, but I guess I expected for my scale to be down like three. So I can't like really focus on that. Um, So today I was making notes for the show because, like I said, early on today we were going to talk about Business 101, and and I know that you have stories to share, and and I have stories to share as well when it comes to, you know, dealing with people, working with them on any capacity, whether you're a manager, whether you're not a manager, um, coworkers, and just finding, like, some kind of a level of being able to work, even if you're a business owner. And you and I, initially, when we first started talking, those were a lot of the conversations that we were having about how to manage your business and mm-hmm. what your views were and and what you were planning on doing and, you know, who was going to be in charge of what, et cetera, delegating and all of that stuff. So I definitely want to talk about that. But, yeah, I wanted to say that um, as I was making notes, I guess I was sitting the wrong way and I hurt my neck. So my neck has been bothering me. And, of course, it goes to the TMJ, which is also annoying because every time I open up my mouth, it makes like a cracking noise and it's very irritable. And this is a lot of what begins with my migraines. And I really don't like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take some Advil just so that any discomfort I'm feeling will go away before the night is over. But yeah, like the last two days I've been like super lazy and, you know, like with all of this stuff going on, like I said, I just try to maintain being positive, meditating, listening to all different types of meditative music. But I even noticed like, There are a lot of times I have this one friend that I talked to and a couple of weeks, not a couple of weeks ago, but like last week we got into like a big fight on the phone. (laughs) Like it just started to escalate our conversations where he was adamant about something and I was adamant about my point of view. 
And then it just exploded. And I was Mm. like, I don't want to fucking talk about this anymore. You know, it's just, there's just a lot of things that I don't agree with people. And I don't know if it's because you think to yourself, you're in this position, you're not really privy to go out in the sense of, you know, you're not going out and meeting friends and all of this stuff. I have a couple of friends that live out here. Um, one that I've known since like 2000. So to, I mean, it's like 20 years that I've known her. And um, I know another friend since um, I think 2013 who also moved out here. And I don't get to see them. I can't just get in my car and and go and visit them. And that's not to say that it's because I'm afraid that they'll have something. It's just because I don't know who they've been around and I can't come back home. I mean, I'm in the same position as you. I live with my parents. They have both compromised immune systems. I don't want to bring back anything that will hurt them. My grandmother has been sequestered here since, uh, February, she was supposed to leave around mid-February. And then when all of this stuff started to escalate, the family basically made an executive decision that it was better for her to stay here and not run the risk of getting on a plane and arriving to New York Mm. and then caught something. You know, she's 89 years old. So there's not a guarantee that if something happens to her, that she's going to come out of this. So yeah, they you know, annoy me, uh, all of them. <laughs> I was just like, I'm in that I, same know, I just boat. wanted to exactly. say. You I, know, it's funny. You, you, you mentioned meditation earlier um, uh-huh. a little while ago. I've been trying to do that on and off for a while. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I can only do it on a certain amount of days, but with, with, with the obvious reasons. Like I do live with my parents myself. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm just here, and sometimes that's not easy. I just you know just relax and play the uh, meditation music. Too serious. They have a channel for that. And mm-hmm. and you try to be you know to do try to be you know relax and try to clear your mind by that. And then five ten minutes or later, they know that we need this. Oh, can you do this? And then you say, look, I'm busy. And then they they, they by that. And then I have parents. Hello. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I was just <laughs> I have it locked up on my phone. <laughs> so I was trying to lower the volume. I'm like, please don't be high and then the volume of course was high while you were busy talking. Uh, I just like to check in oh, to make right. sure it's that the, no the sound okay. is, okay. is cool. <laughs> so uh, but anyway, uh but anyway, but long story short, yeah, they, they like to take no for an answer if I'm doing something like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm lucky I'm just doing a podcast with you right now, you know, sometimes right. that they really need something. And, you know, and to be fair, I'm, when they're a little older and they're not from here, too, as well, they, mm-hmm. they expect more to help you. You expect, I mean, it is true. You do have to help out your parents no matter what. But right. at the same time, I guess they expect you to, you know, to drop everything before before you do everything for yourself, which, you know, to a degree, I believe that. But sometimes yeah. I just need things to do myself, you know what I'm saying, and and mm-hmm. other things too. So, uh, but you know, but, but but I understand where you're coming from too, in your end, and as much as mine too. And you know, right. I mean, right now I don't want I don't want my parents to catch anything because they're just as uh, 
uh, in danger of catching it as much as I am. Mm-hmm. Cause, I mean, they're usually mm-hmm. out there. Their immune system is not as good as, as I would be. Because if I were to catch it, I guess I'd be able to recover it okay. But, yeah. But, but, I mean, my parents is a totally different story. But, you know, but, I mean, just it's, it's like at any age, too, you can recover. But I heard a lot of young people, younger than me, have passed away from this, which is quite scary. So it's like... So it it absolutely anybody. is. I mean, it's like, yes, I I was even thinking myself because it's, I have masks in my car. I have a lot of them. And the only reason why is because out here we get dust storms towards the end of the summer. Like we have this burning hot summer. And then um, I believe in August is when our monsoon season starts. And Arizona, I'll tell you this much about Arizona. For the most part, eight months out of the year, you have pretty decent weather. I don't complain at all. Has it been unreasonably cold or unusually cold here? Yes, but I welcome it. It's fine. It's Mother Nature. You know what I mean? It's you can't. Yeah. You you can't dispute that. There's a reason why you know the Earth does what it does but um yeah for the most part yeah when it comes to the summer like right towards the end of the summer we have this thing called um monsoon season and basically that's just an array of rain you know that will happen and I don't think that this state ever really prepared itself when it came to this I mean I don't think people even know that this state turned 100 years old in 2012. So it's not like this is a, a old state. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's why you have a lot of unincorporated counties. You have a lot of areas that are not lived in, <laughs> you know, and you have areas where people do live there, but the houses are so far apart from each other it's almost like you live alone. So it's not like um, you're in close proximity. Here I live in a community, so there are houses everywhere, which is different from, you know, you get a house somewhere like in a farm Hmm. area, um, and you'll have like a lot of land. But with that land... I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. I said that New York State has something similar like that too. And New York, New York State's been around for years mm-hmm. since one of the thirteen mm-hmm. co- thirteen colonies, you know. And some parts of New York State, and I learned this not too long ago, some of it is still what you call primitive, if you will. Some parts of the state is still, you know, lived by hillbillies. I'm not making this up. I'm dead serious. So right. Let's, uh, that's New York. That's almost any. I think it's almost any state. But I think in this mm-hmm. case of New York, you know, yeah, there's some places in New York that is considered unquestionably primitive, if you will. Absolutely. But I think in, Absolutely. And I think – uh, okay, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that you, you will find that anywhere within the United States. You are going to find, like, rural areas is what they're called. And, you know, it's not really lived in. You don't have, like, big communities. The only thing is, is that you have to contend with nature which could be mountain lion, lions, bears, <laughs> you know, coyotes, you know, things that, that you don't want to encounter if you're walking your dog at night, which is 
you know, when most of these animals are going to come around. I mean, I've seen coyotes. Unfortunately, I've seen them dead because maybe a car hit them. I've seen them alive. Um, we have a lot of hawks out here. But, you know, with with all that being said, this is the way Arizona is. This is the way mm-hmm. this, are- this state is. Um but yes, I'm like you. So the reason why I was saying all this is because I do have masks for the monsoon season, which includes dust storms. And oh. I don't want to be inhaling that shit because I found out, unfortunately, how I found out. But I found out that there's a thing called, um, oh, shit. Now I can't it's just hold it. Oh, valley fever. And valley fever. Valley fever, it, it's lives in the dust it's like a fungus that goes into your lungs and the way I found out was that my dog and I'm like what the fuck like why did anybody tell me of course like when all of these things started happening I was thinking to myself had I known these things in advance would I have moved out here you know but then I think well then you just would have been stuck in the Bronx in that apartment with all the junkies that the landlord was moving in so which one is better but needless to say um my dog is fine apparently this is something that people can live with forever but his levels are so undetectable now that he doesn't need to be on antibiotics anymore so it definitely is something that you can live with but when those dust storms happen i don't want to be inhaling that dust so i i went to the dollar store like some months ago And I bought masks and I always kept them in my car. And when my parents had moved out here, I had gave them some, I said, here, because you never know if you're going to be in a dust storm where you have to pull over and put the mask on. So you're not breathing in that air. So that was the reason why I had the mask. I never thought in a million years that I would probably need the mask for something other than a freaking dust storm. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I, I know. I, I know. It, it might be rare, but it doesn't happen. But I know it might snow in Arizona somewhere, and I know mm-hmm. that's a rarity. And I know. Um, I don't know if it snows, snows in Phoenix, but I know that it does in not. Vegas, when it, no, but when it. I mean, if it does, it will probably be like every hundred years or something. But um, but what I, I say this because in Vegas, it snows, but it rarely does. And when it yeah. does happen. I've heard from so many people that the city literally shuts down because they 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 rarely prepare for something like this. It's crazy. So it's not something. Yeah, they're they're not they're not used to snow at all. Mm-hmm. So so especially if it's a heavy full of snow. Yeah, they just they they don't know what to do at that point. So sometimes it's they true. do. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. So I can't, well, we yeah, have I, Beanie I mean, on the phone. I know Beanie wanted to to get on the mm-hmm. on the show. I don't know if he has a. Uh, Anything to say because we got to get started with the topic. Hey, Beanie. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Good. How doing are good? you? I'm here. House, you know, being quarantined <laughs> like a good citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all trying here. <laughs> you got your toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, um, I went to Costco uh, this past week. And they're strict. Uh, if uh, if you don't have a mask, you don't enter. Are you serious? Oh, really? Yeah. You know, if you don't have a mask, like you don't enter, 
and they're very, very strict with it now because uh, when I went to pay, like, for, for, like, everything, the lady was like, put your mask on, put your mask on. I'm like, dang. <laughs> she don't want you spitting at her. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, and um, who else? I went to another store as well. And mm-hmm. they were strict with that as well. I think it was uh, uh, Ralph's or uh, yeah, Ralph's. Wow. Yeah. What the, the hell? Only, uh, yeah, the only place that they're not really like strict on that is uh, mm-hmm. Walmart. You know, so. Well, you're out in California, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I heard Ralph, yeah, that, that that's definitely California. <laughs> so, I mean, is, is California really bad right now? Yeah, because we got uh, a liberal um, governor, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really really, really matter what what uh, uh, you know what uh, you know how like you know um, if they want to go back um, to the uh, uh, we call it. Um, to like go, like you know, saying like to go to work, he'll be like, no, uh, we're gonna be like this for another, like, like a year, you know. Mm-hmm. Like even though if 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 the president like says like it, um, it, it's good to go back to work, they'll be mm-hmm. like, no, you know. So it's kind of it's kind of messed up over here, you know. Yeah. Well, I have a friend, I mean, fortunately for her, that she has the ability to be able to work from home. Um, So, and it's crazy because we were discussing a mutual friend a couple of nights ago, and um, and then I went on, on Facebook for whatever reason I went on there, and I had seen a post that he had a fever, and apparently it was a post from the night before. And then he responds, check the latest post. And I'm like, okay. So I go and I check. And apparently he, his fever broke. But now he has to be quarantined. And the first thing I did was mm. I picked up the phone and I called her up. Because they live right around the corner from each other. Oh, and I was like, wow. stay away from him because we don't know what he has yet. I mean, it's really, really scary. And that's first place that my mind went to was to call her to make sure Mm -hmm. that if she runs into him, I mean, I would think he was in the military. I would think he'd be smart enough just to stay home and not go out. But you're hearing stories about people who clearly have it. They're going out. They're spreading their germs. They don't care. They're killing other people. I mean, I don't know even if I mentioned last on last week's show where there was a bus driver who was complaining about a woman that was coughing. And then I don't know how long after he had passed away, the bus driver. And it's terrible. Um, But then again, you know, this happened in Detroit. Oh, well, well, funny that you say that because earlier on like Facebook or somewhere like that, this was probably, somebody actually posted this video. There's an actual video. And I believe this was in Philadelphia somewhere. This was, didn't look like New York, but it was in the city, and um, but and not so funny. But somebody did not wear a mask, right? So mm-hmm. I 
I'm guessing that in this case, in this bus, I think you have required to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So, because this gentleman did not have a mask, this guy literally was thrown out of the bus. And this was called. Are you talking about the one in like Riverside? Uh, Riverside? Yeah. Was, it, was that, that Riverside? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was in Riverside. I believe this was in Philadelphia. So I guess it's not the oh, only place. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, Philadelphia. And okay. and then literally he was being restrained and being thrown out of the bus because he was not wearing a mask or gloves. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I can't imagine happening down in New York City where, had, as far as I know, that hasn't happened yet. But you know, well, my friend that's listening right now, she told me here in New York we have a, a couple of bus drivers that have passed away. So right. I mean, it's it's still an issue. I mean, you have to remember a bus is very small. It's not very wide. You know, it, you can. Pr- kick a person across from you if you stretch your leg long enough, you know, and when a bus gets crowded and there are no more no more seats, you're basically on top of the other person. I mean, when I lived in the Bronx, I would have to take a bus after I got off the train to go home if I didn't, if I didn't have the money to get in a cab. And um, I remember that bus would be so packed and there was no reason for it there really wasn't a reason for you know that those buses were running consistently where there wasn't a large crowd waiting to get on and and it was ridiculous and I imagine how horrible you know while the virus was going on I'm sure that that route didn't change the way that bus gets packed that those people were still on top of each other and imagine all those people who may have gotten sick as a result of just riding that bus to go home. And it's not even a long distance because literally there are people that get on the bus for one freaking stop. And sometimes I look at them and I'm like, you can't fucking walk two blocks. Like, what's the matter with you? That's just me. That's the New York in me. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that now everybody's being thrown out of, of buses and stuff like that. If you're not wearing a mask, because this guy had to be physically thrown out by police and the, and the fire. I mean, and the uh, bus driver. So this is just mm-hmm. insane. This is the world we're living in right now. So right, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I mean. Then I mean, I mean. I told you about that store that was in Brooklyn. They said no mask, mm-hmm. no glove. You ain't getting in. So that's right. the new normal now. So yeah, I the mean, mom and pop shop. Yeah, mom and pop shops. I don't know if that's the only one that's doing it, but it wouldn't surprise me. It's just this is the normal that's going on now. I mean, I don't know how it is mm-hmm. in California, but I'm imagining that. I believe there's a, uh, a requirement to wear a mask right now as of, like, yesterday, like, to walk around in California, or at least in the city of L.A. I'm not exactly sure, but I heard something about that. Mm. I don't yeah. know. But, well, but it's kind of crazy now. So it's like, well, how long this is going to be, I don't know. But, oh, man, I mean, like, you would never think this, you know, in the beginning of 2020 that we have to have to start wearing a mask as a thing now. And yeah, um, yeah, but but it's just a new normal at the present moment, and you know everybody has to wash their hands too. That's another thing too. You wouldn't expect that in 2020. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, come on, Nelson, you gotta wash your hands regardless. (laughs) I know, but do we have to be reminded all the time? (laughs) 
I wash my hands anyway, but it's the matter of now got to wash your hands. Now you're being reminded. Wait, <laughs> wait, but I, I, I need to say this. Okay. Did you see the Brazier's? Or Brazzers, I think it's pronounced the Brazzers commercial on washing your hands on Instagram. That was like the best. <laughs> <laughs> Brazzers? Oh, really? I, oh. Oh, you did, gotta did, go did, on I your see. Instagram. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick break because we gotta get into the business 101 discussions. But yes, Brazzers did their own commercial on how to wash your hands, and it is very very interesting. The way they did it. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> yes. So we're going to take a short break. Of course, I'm going to play my COVID message. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about Business 101, um, just the basics on doing your, you know, running your business, but then also discussing in preparation for disasters. So I'm going to put you guys on mute. And I'm going to play some commercials, and we'll be right back with more Maribel Blue Unfiltered. Hey, everyone. It's Maribel Blue. Welcome to another Maribel Blue Unfiltered on the KEM Top Talk Airwaves. I just wanted to make a note that we are in the middle of a pandemic, and it's really driving everyone crazy, including me. So please, please, I beg of you to wash your hands, keep everything clean, keep countertops clean, whatever you can get your hands on to make sure that you and your family are safe is what matters the most. There's a lot of information going around. Sometimes there's even videos going around of people in hospitals, and it's not related to the COVID-19 virus at all. Please do not spread misinformation about anything unless it's coming from a reputable source. So with all that being said, please take care of yourself and take care of others if you can. This is Maribel Blue signing off. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. This is Billy Myers. I'm the owner and operator of Dark Star Products. I make unique magical waters, oils, powders for all of your adept needs. I also make money poppets, mojo bags, talismans, and oleums, custom designed to your specific needs. Check out my Instagram and my Facebook page, both Dark Star Products, and I hope to talk to you soon. Praise be. Hey, this is Bus Pimp, and you're listening to Maribel Blue Unfiltered on KEM. Top Talk Radio. Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue, and it's not a recording; it's actually me. <laughs> that bus pimp has a sexy ass voice. <laughs> I love those shout outs. I haven't been playing them enough, and um, if you want to make a shout out, just do what Bus Pimp did. Say that you're listening to Maribel Blue Unfiltered on KEM Top Talk. And, of course, say your name at the top. So on today's episode, we have Nelson on the phone. We have Beanie on hold. Um, I'm sure he'll send me a text saying, pick me up. I want to say something. (laughs) Um, And we want to discuss basically business 101. 
Um, there's been a lot of confusion, of course, with things that go on in the lines of being on your own, being self-employed, and um, basically being prepared for disasters like this. And how, how do you do that? You have to know the basics. And it really is a matter of getting a, a book that's recommended, um, going to college, which is what I did because I wanted to learn about business management and um, communications, which was something that I really enjoyed when I was in junior high school. So um, I almost lost my train of thought. I was like, wait, where was I going with this? Look at your notes. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's one of the few business things to do is actually look at your notes. Right. We, you know, it's, fun, I, bonus. It's, it's funny because I said communication and my mind wandered to a, a class that I was taking. I had this teacher and um, we had to make our own commercial. And mm-hmm. we had to make a product that is not on the market we had to like basically be inventive and make something that we were going to sell. That was the idea of the commercial. So I decided that I was going to make a sleeping pill out of mothballs. And (laughs) I mean, it had to be comical in some sort of way. So I bought like green paint and black paint and I painted them green and black on top. And then I threw them in a clear jar and I called them sleep tight. <laughs> then I had this guy act out that he was, you know, having trouble sleeping. And I wrote like the whole script and everything and, and he recorded it. And I thought to myself at that time, how much fun that was um, creating a commercial, even though the product was fictitious. And that the guy that I picked to act out, you know, to be like the sleepless person, and then he takes this giant ass, because, you know, mothballs are big. <laughs> he took this, he pretended to take it, you know what I mean? And, and then all of a sudden, he just fell flat out to sleep. And that's where my mind just wandered off. And I think, you know, sometimes that if I didn't do the things that I did in the middle of my life, like be a drunkard, and be a nuisance to society, maybe I would be in a different place in my life. Who knows? I mean, no one will ever know other than this is where I am now. So when I went to college, a lot of the reasons why I went was because I wanted to get a degree, first and foremost, but because of the experiences that I was having in the workplace and people that I was just coming across and not really getting along with. So You know, in my case, I wanted to look at myself and see, was it something that I was doing wrong? Maybe I'm coming across too strongly. Um, Was I not being friendly? You know, sometimes you just never know why people don't get along with other people in the workplace. It's just, you know, shit that that happens. Um, So when I started learning about the aspects of business management, what happens when you have an idea and you want to open up a business? What are the steps that you're taking to make those things happen? So I was reading one of my books. It's a college book. It's an old book, but you know what? I'm glad that I kept it because 
this book talks a lot about what is going on now. <laughs> this is a crazy thing. It's almost like it projected what the future was going to be like as far as technology was concerned, as far as the workplace, what kind of people, um, like, you know, one of the things that, that it mentions in the book about older people, that they're not productive. And in the book it says, on the contrary, they are productive people. They're just as productive as younger people. And anybody who's like over 50 and looking for a job and wondering why they're not getting hired right away, but then they'll get hired, you know, in a retail store, it's because you have a lot of this younger generation mentality thinking in their minds that an older person will probably get too tired or they are set in their ways. There's all these different things that I'm sure that goes on when you're sitting at an interview with somebody and you know that they're considerably younger than you are and you're going for a job that you know that you can do with your eyes closed and you know, it's insane. So now you want to be on your own or you want to be in a career driven job where you know that you're going to be in a workplace, but it holds a different, um, what's that word I'm looking for? It's not like an administrative assistant. <laughs> I'm trying not to put my sisterhood down of administrative assistants because I always believe that the administrative assistants were the backbone to a boss. They made the boss look good. They made sure that the boss, you know, was um, shit. They <laughs> made the bosses look better than they should. Basically. Well, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's just like they, yeah. they, they well, were I mean, there you know. to make sure that everything was on point. Lunches, meetings, birthday parties, etc. You know, then some of them were even, you know, borderline personal assistants. I mean, the I worked for an attorney and I was like both, you know, I was both the assistant managing his day to day, but then also managing his personal life as well. Um, and I didn't mind doing it because you know what, at the end of the year, these attorneys can be very generous and they will give you, you know, a lot of money at the end of the year for, you know, Christmas and all of that stuff, which I quite enjoyed. Um, those were the good old days. I'll tell you, (laughs) but as far as, um, being on your own. Okay. So you want to be on your own One of the things that I was writing in my notes is you have to look at your objectives, list out your objectives, read them back to yourself. Are they realistic? Are they effective? And there were two words that came up in my book called effective and efficiency. So what do those mean for you when it comes to running a business? Being effective is the central element in the process of management that entails achieving organization or objectives. So basically what that's saying is what's your goal? What are your brands? What are you, what are you doing for your business? How are you going to serve your customer? And how are you going to go 
by the efficiency to those yeah. aspects. Um, exactly. And, I know, and like I said. Me, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, go, ahead. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say was um, I think when people look at their objectives, sometimes they're not exactly realistic. Because I've heard this a few times where I say, oh, you know, oh, I want to open a run a business, run this. And you're like, okay, why? Oh, I want to be my own boss. Okay, no problem. And mm-hmm. another reason, oh, I want to be rich. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> just be realistic now. First things first, right off the bat, especially the first few years, depending on what your business is, mm-hmm. the, the chances of being rich overnight is like a million to one, just like the lottery. So don't right. ever think about going into business just to be rich. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's not realistic at all. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, you know, you learn from there. I'm just exactly. saying because I've heard shit like this before. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think, and it's just, it's, I think people just get in their mindset that they have this fantastic idea. And Mm -hmm. they're going to execute it this way. And people are just going to go so crazy over it that they're just going to be a millionaire overnight. And it doesn't happen. So if that's one of your objectives, make sure you cross that out right now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just throwing that in because I've heard the weirdest shit about that. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to be, yeah, I want to do my own business just to be rich. I mean, like, some people have that mentality. But, but yes. to be real, it's like, I mean, like, if you want to work towards being quote unquote rich or, um, you know, have some sort of a decent income, fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That, that, that's the whole idea anyway. But the bottom line right. is you have to be realistic, too, you know. You know, it, it, you, you got to, you know, if you, like, I'm currently working right now and I do have my own sort of business. But at the same, I'll get to that. We'll get to all that later. But at the same time, you know, you still you have to have realistic goals of what you want to do and what to achieve, or or more importantly, if you heard this a lot, you want to jump in the head. Oh, mm-hmm. well, what do I see my business in five years or even ten or so? You know what I mean? You always right. got to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So don't think about what, what's going to happen with my business within the last next week. You know what I mean? So that you have to worry about as soon as you get your business up and running first. <laughs> well, you know, one one of the things that that I was um that I had written over here because you you're talking about that. I guess we'll get into that later. But one of the things that I did want to bring up when you were talking about like being rich and all this stuff, I have heard people with the most outrageous. Well, I want to be seen. I'm gonna be famous. People are going to know who I am. And the thing is, it's like, if you want all of those things, that's great. But what are you offering in order for you to attain those things? You know, you just don't achieve things because you walk out into the street and, you know, people are just going to go down on their knees and worship you. It doesn't work that way. This is real life. And real life means that anybody that wants anything they have to work for it. And I think this is one of the things that really pisses me off. When I first started thinking about putting a magazine together, I really didn't know how it was going to happen or what content was going to be in it or how just, just everything. I mean, you know, the Internet was so new at the time, and I was going through my own stuff. 
I just wanted to be able to have a platform where people who had the same ideas and concerns or whatever it is, opinions, as I did, that I was giving them a platform to be able to share those ideas and be able to come together to do that. And, you know, of course, as time goes on, you learn, you learn all of these things and you start to realize, well, I started to realize that what I was doing, I wanted it to be a full-time thing. So I had to think about my goals. Well, who was I trying to reach and why was I trying to reach them? What was I going to offer them other than a platform for, for them to be able to share their experiences and opinions, et cetera? Um, what was my branding going to be like? What was, you know, what was everything? And then like when I shared with a little bit of people what I was doing, like somebody came to me years ago and he originally created the logo that you see now. I mean, of course, it's been enhanced over the years, but initially, and I probably still have the original logos the way they looked, Um so it was that, and that was the type of branding. So when you see that logo, you already know that it's associated with Kinky Magazine. But, you know, other than taking these courses and learning business management, because I wanted to know why some people became managers when I felt that they didn't deserve to have that title and run businesses or even run how people work together. It was insane. Some places, I mean, I remember this one law firm that I worked for, uh, we had a manager and she was just nasty. I mean, she wasn't friendly. She was very rude at times or most times. She believed a lot of the gossip. She was always part of the gossip. She was just a terrible, terrible manager. I mean, she's not there anymore, but she was really horrible, a horrible person that didn't deserve to be in that position. Because I think what happens is with some people is that they get a skill and then they realize that they want to enhance themselves or better themselves in that skill. And you take courses and you learn the ways of business management. Business management is not about being a powerful person to make other people miserable. It is about managing a business, managing yourself and managing others and finding those strengths within yourself and with other people that you're going to delegate work to. And I think this is where a lot of the times that the managers that I have encountered failed. Also, you have to understand the logistics or the hierarchy of how a business is run. You have the owner of the business. The owner of the business is, is going to be interacting with his clients or customers or trying to obtain new customers and or clients. Um, you could have, it depends on your organization, you can have salespeople that are trying to sell products that you have, whether it's a distribution company or something that you create that a customer has a need for. I mean, these are all types of businesses. You know, if you know that you're going to create something that a customer has a need for, 
be sure that that's what the customer wants. I mean, this is the reason why I have this really good friend. She's, she's studying to be a, a psychiatrist, and I, I've mentioned her before, but I don't mention her by name. But um, she knows mm-hmm. how to phrase things in a way that you can dig into a person's mind where they are not realizing that they're being asked questions in a psychological way. And one of the reasons why you have to take psychology, if you're taking a business course, you have to take psychology. You have to understand the mind of a person, not because you want to find a way to rip them off. That's not what anybody should get into business for. If you're getting into business to rip off people, well, then you're on the wrong side of the law, (laughs) you know, and you're going to find yourself in jail. (laughs) This is what's going to happen. But understanding that you are a person creating a product of a, of something that is a need. I mean, that's, that's like business 101. If you're creating a sticker and we already have stickers, that's not something that a customer needs. We don't need stickers. You understand what I'm saying? We can want it. We can use it to, put our logos on it and give away stickers at an event and what have you, but it's not a need, you know, like a, we can live without stickers. You understand what I'm saying? So yes. in that regard, um, think about what it is that you're creating to give to the consumer or to sell to the consumer. But I was talking about like the hierarchy business. So you have the person who owns the business, You'll have somebody who's the accountant because the person who's running the business can't do accounting. So you have to delegate that responsibility. But at the same time, you have to know what it is that's going on. So how do you confer with your accountant about what's going on in the business, the money that's coming in? A good example um, is Bernie Ebers, who owned WorldCom, who's still in jail and probably will be in jail for the rest of his life. (laughs) Bernie Ebers started this telecommunications company when telecommunications was up and coming back in the day. And he started buying up little companies and bringing them as part of WorldCom. And you had people who were the salespeople in the office. And the only reason why I know this is because I worked at WorldCom very briefly. So I'm speaking from experience. I'm not speaking from anything that I got in the news. And it was, it was fun in some sort of way um, because I felt like I had the ability to just work with different people and not feel like I had these managers bearing down my throat. There was one guy I really didn't like too much um, because he was like sexually harassing me. Um, and I didn't like the things really? that he said. And I know I wasn't the only one that he, that he was doing that to, but I just didn't like shit that came out of his mouth. You know what I mean? Like he told me like his mother's name was Virgin and I'm like, your mother's name is Virgin. I found that to be outrageous he would make like a lot of sexual noises. And I'm like, dude, like what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, but these are these, this is what happens when you start growing a business and then you don't have like a human resources policy or things to just kind of get the workplace in order. 
And you also have to understand I'm using WorldCom as an example is that Bernie Ebers or Ebers, as I call him, he was so focused on the money that he wasn't seeing anything else. You know, he was like this big cowboy kind of a dude. And, you know, one of the things that he said in, you know, when he, when he got caught, and that's one of the notes that I wrote about deception is that um, you can't say, well, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't confer with my accountant. It's business 101. You have to know what's going on because the money is the efficient part of your business, not the effective part, but the efficient part, because the efficiency is okay. And we're, and we're going to use, we're going to use this example, Nelson, because I know that you're going to relate in some sort of way, not because of, of you, but because of who we interview and who we talk to within the adult entertainment business. If you're right, a dominatrix, right. okay. And mm-hmm. you want to start your own business as being a dominatrix. Well, what's the first things that you should be doing? Well, first and foremost, educate yourself on what it is that you want to do. What is your branding? What is your specialty? Are you educated in that specialty? See, a lot of people think dominatrix, they think sex. And it's not necessarily sex. And it all depends Mm -hmm. on the dominatrix. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the business aspect of how this woman is going to present herself to the world so that she can function as a self-employed woman within that world. What is her brand? What is her special? What is she promoting? And, and, and that, that's just besides what promoting, but it's also, you know, what, what do you bring to the table? Because I mean, like there's other dominatrix that pretty much do the same thing, but right. if, you, if you want to be unique, you got to come up with something that, that nobody else can offer. I mean, I'm not talking exactly. about sex, as you just mentioned, but, you know, we're talking, you know, there's other things that other dominatrices that don't, don't offer, and some do. You know, everybody is different. Nobody offers the right. exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's a, it's, a different, it's a different standard. And also remember that every woman, shape, size, et cetera, it's all different. So there are two women that could do the same exact thing like over the knee spanking, but maybe a person would prefer to have a heavier woman do it as opposed to a super skinny woman doing it. So it it also goes by how how you are, how you present yourself effectively. And you know, on the opposite side of things, if you want it to be in a career driven type of a business, um and I'll use this as an example. I, my neighbor back in New York, I remember when she was telling me about how she had seen the movie. Oh, God, I forgot the name of the movie. It's with Michael Douglas and um, Charlie Sheen. Oh, they you're talking were about Wall Street. Wall Street. I believe that was the movie that she saw. She saw it with her mom, and she told her mom, this is what I want to do. And she proceeded to get an education for she wants to be he, she wanted to be Gordon Gecko. Uh, well, she wanted to be a stockbroker. Okay, stockbroker. Yeah, that's uh, well, that's what the uh, the movie and I mean uh, Michael Douglas's character is like the uh, head broker. Um, you know, very greedy guy, Gadoo, but you know, greed is good. 
he says. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the thing is, is that she saw something that interested her, you know, and she went for that career. Now, on the flip mm-hmm. side of things, inside the corporate world, you know, when you're climbing the corporate ladder, and these were some of the notes that I made, you know, um, when you're a woman in the workplace, has that changed? You know, are women still being treated, you know, and pushed to the wayside because of a male-dominated industry? I mean, we all know that the stock world has been a male-dominated world for many, many years. I mean, look at trading places. (laughs) Yeah, you know, the good example that you brought that up, I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll say it at one point, I used to work in the mm-hmm. stock exchange back in the mid 2000s um mercantile to be exact but I, I mean i don't mind saying because i have not been there since what 15 20 whatever years ago and mm-hmm. man, my god it's going so fast but anyway uh i used to work there many years ago it is all and, mm-hmm. and you're right it, at that time and I'm, i don't know if it's like that today it is pretty mm-hmm. male dominated, and when you do see women there, it's very rare. And if you do, it's just a handful. Some of them know what they're doing. Some of them, I don't know, they're there. But you know, just to say, but needless to say, it's just that I've seen some of them, you know, work as stockbrokers. Some of them do work the phones. Some of mm-hmm. them, you know, you know, do a lot of things where it's like they try to climb up to that corporate ladder. You know, um, that that was well, a very that was a dogged out, dragged out kind of business that, yeah. you know, me personally, I was trying to get into the stock thing myself as, mm-hmm. as I was I was working for a while. But you learn that it's not the easiest thing in the world, despite how they make it look easy. You know, right. you know, you get it's easy to yell and scream, oh, my God, how are you, four, two, six, whatever. And then, you know, it looks easy. And it looks easy, but it's not. You're, 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 th- you're trying and fight for or just to, you know, to keep the money going. That's what it right. down to at the end of the day. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like you're just hanging out there and getting paid. You know, it seems that way, but it's not the case. Yeah. No, it's it's not. And, you know, the thing is, is that imagine the women who wanted to be involved in, you know, in the stock world back in the 80s and how they may have been treated. You know, the 80s was like, if you look at anything 80s, any documentaries um, mm-hmm. that that relates to music or that relates to how the workplace was or Reagan, you know, all of that stuff that was going on back in that time, women were really coming into their own in the workplace. But they were also having experiences of being sexually harassed as well. I mean, I've had my fair share of being sexually harassed. I remember in, in a, my first job that I was working at, the IRS. And I probably shouldn't have said that, but, you know, I can't take it back now. But anyway. Um, well, I, mean, I mean, you haven't been there in a long time, so I guess. Not no, say. it's been a long, long, long time. <laughs> but needless to say, I remember I was there and the lights had gone out. I don't know what happened. There was like a, I don't know if there was like a a short or something like that, but the lights went out and there was still some people on that floor. And, you know, we were calling out their names and um, there was a guy, there was not a guy, he's a man, you know, he's a much older man. He was there and 
he goes, okay, you know, like stay with me, stay close with me so that we could see if other people were on the floor. And I had like a lighter because I used to smoke cigarettes at the time. And something had happened with the lighter because I had fake nails like I always do, like since back then. (laughs) And the nails started to melt. And I was like, oh my God, what's that smell? And I don't know how, I mean, it just happened so fast where this man grabbed me and like kissed me. And I was like, what the fuck? And I just stood there like in a state of shock. And I was like, why did you do that? And he goes, it felt right at the moment. And I'm saying to myself, really? Because I didn't feel that way. Like, what the fuck? You're much older than me and you're married. There's something wrong with you. And, you know, these were just some of the experiences that I've had. And I never really talked about it out loud with anybody, not because, not because of any shame. I just, you know, it was just stuff that I just kept to myself and stuff that I really didn't discuss or talk about with, with other Mm -hmm. people. Um, But, you know, again, these are the experiences that people get from coming into the workplace. So it makes me curious to know, you know, for women that have come into a male dominated world, what was that like for them? Did they get the work that nobody else wanted to do because, you know, they could just throw it to a woman to do that? So there's all these things that you learn about business management and what a business should look like and how it should be run. And, you know, a lot of the times you're going to find that people don't know what it is that they're doing. I mean, a good example as far as management is concerned is the job that I had uh, for three years. And I'm not even going to go into the whole technical aspects of it or, you know, like what they did or what have you. But when I moved out here, um, I did have a manager. I got along with her fairly well. However, something happened in between with the woman that I was working for was making complaints to the VP, not even to me, not to my manager. You know, she didn't even give me the opportunity to fix what she felt was wrong. And I think, you know, when you're working in a company, even if you don't own the business, it is your obligation to communicate with the person that's working with you if something's not right or you're not Mm. happy about something. Give that person a chance to correct what you believe to be is the issue. And I have to put it that way, not because it happened to me, but because a lot of the times, again, you get a title and then right away you think with that title comes power. And I have seen, uh, and I hate to put it like this, but I have seen women, you know, in the workplace right away, they're a manager and they don't know what to do with themselves and they want to screw other people over because they have that title. And that's not what management means. Management is not, I have the power and I'm going to delegate and you're just going to do what I tell you. Management is, is not about, in, in this situation, I felt like 
the issue wasn't being corrected through her. It had to be corrected through me. And no matter what I did, the fact of the matter was, was that this woman was never going to be happy with what it was that I was doing. Maybe it was a personal issue. And that's the thing is that when you're in a workplace and you're sharing space, you have to put those things aside. Is the person doing their job? Are they doing their job effectively? Are they doing their job efficiently? Are they using the resources that they need to get the job done? And that's what it comes down to, those two words, like I said before in the beginning, efficiency and effectively. And right. you know what? If somebody is not pulling their weight to get the work done, then I totally get it. But that is, you know, that is the whole idea, even being self-employed, that if you're going to start something, look at the whole visual of it. What is your branding? What is it that you're going to sell? What is it that you're going to give to your customers, to your consumer? If you're a business consultant, what are you going to consult on? What are your strengths? that you know that you can take those strengths and help somebody else so that they can run their business effectively and efficiently. So you have to think about all of these things. And like going back to the whole idea, you know, with being a dominatrix, if you're going to be a dominatrix, it's not going to behoove you or it's not going to be efficient for you to buy a shitload of Louis Vuittons for it to sit there in the closet, that's not a way to make your business grow. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Because those shoes yeah, are not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm one of those people, like, you know, I mean, like, I'm sorry. And, and this has always been bugging me for years. It's like, why why buy buy bag like that every six, seven months? I don't know. That's just me. And, you, yeah, I agree. You buy a Louis Vuitton bag and you sit there for, like, months not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's mm-hmm. no point to that. But and I think people do that just to show, you know, what, what status they're in. Basically, right. letting everybody know, hey, look, I'm making this type of money here. You know, it's just mm-hmm. more of a status thing anything else. It's not, you know, anything that they could use for, you know, going to buy that bag for any, anything productive, you know. So, right. I mean, the only thing, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to say that, you know, sometimes people like to buy things just to say we're – Oh, I got this, and I can buy it because I can. Mm-hmm. So, so that's I think that's what people want to get into business as well, just to show off what 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 status they're in too. I mean, right. that's just going back to the thing of trying to be rich and stuff. It's just that they just it's not you know oh I want to be I want to do good in my business. I'm just want to mm-hmm. you know I want to prove that I can be rich, spend a lot of money that I don't have, and mm-hmm. then okay I'll worry about my business later because it'll run by itself. Right, and you know what? And then here we are in 2020 with COVID-19, and anybody who had that mindset, now they're sitting on Twitter talking about, here's my cash app, here's this, here's that, please donate, (laughs) blah, 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 because why? Because you were busy out buying clothes, you know? And now you can't even sell those clothes because people are so paranoid that the shit is going to have COVID on it. And they're going to get, you know, they're going to buy something that's, uh, 
you know, covered in muck or, or whatever the case is. One of the things that I wanted to, I'm sorry. What did you say? I'm sorry. This is real quick. I just want to ask you something. What about the, you know, I know this is sort of like business um, model, but also, you know, kind of related to porn in some weird way. But what do you feel about the people, um, mostly women, as far as I've seen, uh, I haven't seen any guys with this thing, uh, when they open their own OnlyFans? Because I asked this because um, I've seen that's been popping up left and right. This is not, I know it's been around for years, but this is just becoming an epidemic that tons of, like, women, you know, most of the porn um, uh, people involved, and people haven't seen in years. It's like there's been somebody in, in the adult industry that hasn't been around in years. All of a sudden, oh, I have an OnlyFans now. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, okay. So, you know, so I thought you were out of the game, but I guess not. But it seems like OnlyFans is an easy way to make money, especially without leaving the house. So I think that's where I say this again. You know, I think that's – Probably one of the best ways to have a business, but mm-hmm. I noticed also the uh, OnlyFans is becoming very competitive now. I've noticed it, where it's like they try to offer different things, trying to be different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. the latest thing now is actually trying to offer anybody, hey, you want to rate, uh, um, send in your dick pics, and I'll rate it for you for like twenty or thirty bucks, which is hilarious. And, and <laughs> shit, I'll do that if I don't have to show anything. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just like, I'm like, wow, not my thing. But it's like, okay, I don't know why would you want to people to rate your dick and then hey, oh, it's a uh, good fan. I'm like, okay, and you got to pay twenty or thirty bucks for it. I I, I don't get it, but it's whatever. Because but, Nelson. The answer is simple. It's the art of humiliation. It's the mindset of being humiliated. <laughs> well, that's funny. You, well, that you should sense. know that. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, Dominatrix no, 101. <laughs> Shit, maybe the whole work. <laughs> But then, but then, with OnlyFans, that's just as one of the examples. You do not necessarily have to leave the house. You basically just, you know, show pictures, nudity, preferably, and mm-hmm. you know, go live or you know, have different sets of photos. You mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll have different rates. One person will have like twenty bucks an hour. I mean, one uh, not mm-hmm. an hour, a month. Excuse me. Oh my god, mm-hmm. but twenty <laughs> bucks an hour, for example. And uh-huh. then another one would be like nine ninety five an hour. Then all that right. a, a month, excuse me. It's a monthly fee of depending on who you mm-hmm. want to see. Oh yeah, some places are yes. free. You're right. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that you know that's just one of the business models in the industry where it's like they got to come up with something very creative in order to get the people to like their or subscribe to their OnlyFans. I think mm-hmm. that I think that's part of that. Now it's not just you know open an OnlyFans. See what happens now. You got to be very mm-hmm. creative. It's a very competitive business now, the way mm-hmm. it is. So, well, I will, see this on I will all tell the time. you. Oh, check out my OnlyFans. Right. So. Well, I will tell you this that I believe, and again, this is just my own personal opinion. I believe that a lot of the reasons why some platforms will fare better than others because of the payout maybe because of also timely payout. And it's also word of mouth. We all know that in this business, the word of bad or good will get through like wildfire. 
And oh. if one person says, I'm having a good experience with this, I can't believe it, it's blowing up, I'm doing so well, everybody else is going to follow. However, does that mean that it's going to happen the same for the next person? And that's the thing. We can look at things and think that it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh, my God, what an invention. Oh, wow, well, maybe I should do this and maybe you know, I'll get money and, and whatever, whatever. And then you go on there and it's like crickets for you. Well, why is that happening for me? And the other person is getting more success. I mean, I have asked myself that plenty of times, you know, I'll look at other people who own, you know, like, like a kinky magazine and they'll have like a hell of a lot more followers than me. And then I'll go on their site and it's like, well, there's really nothing here. There's nothing enticing for me here. Again, my own personal opinion. But, you know, the thing is, is that instead of looking at the numbers, because there could be a variety of reasons why people will have more followers. They could have bought those followers. So my next thing is like, well, let me look at the engagement. Let's see what happens. They put up this tweet two hours ago. They only got one like. So that should tell you right there that if there isn't an engagement going on, that this person went and bought followers to make themselves look important to other people, to other users. So you have to think about it. Again, it all goes back to branding. And that was one of the things that I wanted to discuss because it falls right into what, what it is that you need to do. These were the, wrote, the notes that I wrote. Understanding who you are, your brand. What is your specialty? How do you Mm -hmm. believe you can help people or work with others within your specialty? And then, of course, we got to bring it up. I use TikTok as an example. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, TikTok is is the new thing. (laughs) I wanted to send you something on TikTok, and I forgot. But when I remember, I'll send it to you. I mean, I I, I do have TikTok. I just don't go on. I, I mean, maybe I should start doing it. Maybe I should start singing and lip syncing to whatever. And I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of silly, but I guess it's the latest thing now. It's the latest well, you fad, know, I mostly, I mostly put my animals on there. And for some reason, like when I first signed up, the numbers were astounding within a matter of hours. Now I put up a video and I'm surprised if I'll get like three views. And I'm like, what the f- like what did I do now I'm just putting up shit with my animals and I'm not getting any kind of engagement whatsoever so I have no idea but if you want to follow me on TikTok it's at Maribel Blue (laughs) K-E-M you can follow me there and see how I torture my animals with sounds and things that you know that, that disturb them when they decide to disturb my sleep but moving on um, okay, so TikTok as an example. If you're a comedian, right, we have a lot of these people who do like these comedic uh, uh, skits, if you will. So you have YouTube is a great example. However, I mean, YouTube, I think, is a great example because you can put a little bit of a longer content than you can put on TikTok. So if you want to put like a five or 10 minutes, it up, you can do that on YouTube. And you set up your brand, you're a comedian, you're going to put up these skits, you're going to put up these stories. Um, one of the guys that I mentioned was 
King Bach. King Bach, he's a comedic type of storytelling skits. So he does like little stories. There's another guy who does the same thing. And then you have all of these people that kind of, I guess, work together once upon a time where they did all of these skits. Um, uh, Rudy Mancuso, I think his name is. He's another one. I was watching him earlier. I think that's what I meant to send you. So he goes, this is a song about me breaking up or when my girlfriend cheated on me or broke up with me. And he's playing the piano because he's a musician. So he's playing the piano and you, you know, the piano sounds really good and you're there listening and he goes, you fucking bitch. Thank you. You know, and it's just like, mm. that was the whole yeah, I know. thing. <laughs> you know, he does also a thing called the awkward puppets. Yes. Which is hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, I mean, he even does like the racist glasses and King Bach was in that in that skit with him. So they all work together. And the thing is, um, what I say all this to say is that all of these people, they utilize their, their gifts or their skills, and they use these social media platforms to get the attention of their audience in order for them to put these skits up. So here's the benefit of social media is that they are making money, they're doing skits, they're doing something that they love. I mean, Rudy Mancuso, I'm sure that his love is music, you understand what I'm saying? But he was able to yeah. incorporate his humor, his com- comedic skits with, with the music. So he's mm-hmm. able to do those two things. I mean, think about um, Rihanna. Rihanna's a musician, but mm-hmm. has Rihanna come out with anything recently? Not that I that I've been hearing. Not for the last year. Right. Or so she's doing makeup, right? She has her makeup yep. line, mm-hmm. Fenty. Okay. Maybe Rihanna. She had this talent. She can sing. She sold albums, but now she's doing something that she really loves, and that is creating makeup and selling these products so that women or and men, because men wear makeup too, can feel beautiful yeah, I know. about themselves, you know? And yeah, don't worry. Sometimes... I, I, don't, I was going to say, I don't feel, feel guilty because I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I tend to wear makeup at times. But not makeup <laughs> like that, but, you know, just to, but, to, uh, you know, to uh, hide my age. But I, I'm, I'm kidding. But, no, I do, I do wear something but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so my point is is that when it comes to branding and we're just talking about branding alone when it comes to branding understand who you are what your skills are what how how you're planning on selling those skills so that people can basically pay attention to you and buy your product because that's what you want at the end of the day you want people to buy your product. When you're a person who's in a, in a career-driven business, you went to school to be a doctor, to be a psychologist, to be a, a, a stockbroker, whatever the case may be. Your selling point are your skills. What have you learned from your education? What have you learned from your last job? Can you, 
Can you do these skills with little to no supervision? So these are the things that you have to think about within yourself when you're selling yourself to a future employer. And also, I mean, I think people forget, you know, that when you're going for a job, you're the one who's getting interviewed, but you should also take under consideration that you're interviewing them as well. Why do you want to work for this company? Forget about worrying about how you're going to get along with others, but just the point is, is that does the company give you the benefits that you're looking for? I'm not talking about health benefits, but just benefits in general that you're looking for in order for you to succeed in your career and be happy. I remember when I lived in New York and I would look at people's faces on the train and they would look so glum and so miserable. And it sucked because, you know, nobody should feel that way going to work. And believe me, I related on many levels because I didn't want to get up in the morning. I didn't want to be the one to make somebody else's goals happen. I mean, one of the, the, the quotes that I live by, um, life is too short to be living somebody else's dreams. Who said that quote, Nelson? <laughs> That's a good question. Help me out know. here. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I see him in his robe. He passed away, and I can't remember his name. He just passed away, and he's got it, – it's my God, I'm blanking too as well. I'm just <laughs> – anybody in the chat can remember that? <laughs> well, actually, I locked the chat room. Um because of the person that called Hugh Hefner. Oh, really? Well, he didn't just pass yeah. away. He had for what, two years, like three years ago? I believe so, yes. Hugh Hefner was the one that, that, made, that, that made that quote. And he's right. You know, life is too short to be living somebody else's dreams. However, That's right. if you You're, want he is to absolutely live, correct. Yeah. If you want to live your own dream and you want to be successful, what are the steps you are going to take in order for you to be successful in those dreams um, and in those goals? One of the things that I had wrote about was um, deception. And it goes back to, um, you know, you have a lot of people on social media that call themselves a therapist or a fetish therapist. And here's the thing I wanted to say. In business management, you have to take a psychology course. You have to take psychology 101. I didn't I I not only took psychology 101, but I took other psychology courses because I really wanted to understand a little bit of human behavior and the human mind. This does not mean that I could say that I am certified in therapy. This is one of the right. things my okay. friend and I talk about. It's very, very dangerous when you go on social media and you say that you're some kind of therapist and you're not. Um, you have mm-hmm. to show proof that you were. And I was just watching the news the other day. There was a woman who was pretending to be a psychologist, and she was doing therapy. She was actually, there was a guy there on TV. He had about 40 sessions with her, her and his kids. And they're they're traumatized. Now, 
Of course, I went back to my friend. Can a person offer therapy without having their license? And she's like, no, uh, not like, not even under the direct supervision with with a supervisor. Which which was my question. Um, you're just sitting there. You are not the one with a supervisor present giving therapy. It just doesn't work that way. Wow. So these are one of the things that we have to be careful about. I'm going to take a quick break. I had downloaded all of these different sounds because I wasn't sure. I mean, you know, I had not planned on like taking calls or anything like that, but you know, you never know if the phone rings and it's somebody stupid. So I was going to play this laugh. Laugh? <laughs> yeah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> so you were really prepared for that, were you? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, I was. Because, and then you you would think, right? Because I even had this noise when he was busy talking stupid that I could have been like, mm-hmm. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> that girl that she's like, How dare you? <laughs> yeah, what's her name? That um Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The name is escaping me. I knew <laughs> like I should have known because I but it's just it's just it's been a while since I I hear that a lot, but it's so funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So we're going to take a quick break because I want to drink some water and we're going to talk about the social contract. You know, what happens when you are going for a job? What was it like right after World War II as opposed to now? There's a big difference. Oh, I believe Yes. Wait till you hear this. We'll be right back with more Maribel Blue Unfiltered. Garvey Hotel and Bar was solvent until the 2008 crash. With imminent ruin on the horizon, Jody comes up with a radical idea to revitalize Garvey's, hosting orgies in the bar on the weekends. Jody convinces her conservative twin, Jackie, to try the new business plan on a trial basis. However, things come to a screeching halt when local law enforcement shuts them down. Jackie and Jody must team up with citizens in the small Arizona town to keep the orgy bar alive. Get all six ebooks of the Garvey series for $5.55 only on Amazon. Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue with Maribel Blue Unfiltered. Are you a professional or even amateur? paranormal investigator where you feature yourself on YouTube or you've been on any television programming and would love to share your experiences with us. 
please contact me directly at maribelbleuunfiltered at gmail.com and let's schedule your next interview. Hey everyone, and we are back. I am your host, Maribel Blue. I almost called myself Maribel Blue Unfiltered because I say that so much now these days. But yes, I am your host, Maribel Blue, and I'm here with my longtime friend, Nelson from WTFW. <laughs> WTF TV. Or some people like to, there's some people call it WFT or whatever for some reason, which is, uh, you know, Whatever. I don't care. It's WTF. WTF TV. However you want to call it. It's, it's me, Nelson Torres. <laughs> you know, it has a lot of names. It has a lot of variations. That's fine. I'm, I get it. So it's fine. <laughs> yes. Well, just as long as everybody knows who we are, I think that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. So today's show, we've been talking about Business 101. And why are we talking about this? Because We are in a position right now where people are basically hurting financially. People who have Mm -hmm. been self-employed for many, many years never saw something like this coming. And now, you know, a lot of people are financially strapped. And it's scary. It's scary to be in a position where once upon a time you were, you know, getting money from all of these different resources and now all of a sudden – all of those things ceased. Everyone is feeling it in one form or another. It's not just, you know, big companies you know, you know, or what have you. You know, you know, it's funny you say that because I think now, I think after all of this is going on, I think there's going to be a course in business where it's going to teach you how to deal with a, a pandemic or something. Yeah. Or something to that nature too. Like, because, you know, look, we don't know if we're going to have another pandemic like this in a few months, years, or even 100 years down the line. You never know. Right. But what I'm saying is is that um, I'm just saying to myself, you know, are we are – we, now we're going to take courses about how to deal with a pandemic in case if, – if something like this happens again. Because it is completely unprecedented. I don't think no one thought that the whole – not just the whole city, but the whole world has to shut down. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of something like this, right? So it's now the time to um, figure out for the future. It's like, oh, hopefully the pandemic doesn't happen like this again. What do I do then? You know what I mean? Right. So I mean, I mean, the, the easiest thing to say is just save your money, but even that can can be tricky. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's in business. It's very, very tricky. Um, you know, you can separate people into two groups and and I know that this has been done and right now the name of the person that put this this finding together escapes me but it was more of a it was more of a psychological aspect again you know it all goes it all ties into business because it it all goes together and he had group A and group B he gave them the same problem there was a company losing money in uh, marketing, and um, he gave them X amount of dollars to see what what they would do with the money. And uh, Group A made a, a, a decision to take the money and put it back into marketing and advertising, which was a similar mistake of why the company was losing money in the first place. 
And then group B went in a different direction. And these are the things that you have to think about when you're running your business. Um, think about it, h- how it's going to help you in, in the efficient terms. You know what I mean? I mean, just take something simplistic. You're starting a business. You're going to need the basics. Um, you have an office. It could be your home office. It could be an office outside of your home. What are the basics that you're going to need? You're going to need a computer. You're going to need a printer. Um, you're going to need pen, paper, tape, uh, staples for a stapler. Like, you know, just think of, of the basics. But then if you're going out now and you're buying a fountain, you know what I mean? So that you have running water Is that really something efficient? Is that going to make your business grow? Now, if you're a spa, maybe then. But these are the things that you have to think about. If you're not a spa, then do you really need the fountain inside your office when you can turn on YouTube and they have all of those ambient sounds that you could be playing all day? You know, you could get another laptop for that. I mean, this... There's all these different ways you have to think about how all of these things can help you in order for you to succeed in your business because that's what it's about. So one of the things I wanted to bring up was the, it's called the new social contract, okay? Between World War II and the 1970s, it was implicit it was an implicit cultural agreement okay when you went for a job that the employer took care of you until your retirement i didn't even know this when i was reading this book i had mm. no idea that was the way it was back in those days you got a job you were there forever the employer always looked out for you i mean i like to believe in most cases Okay. I mean, I, well, to be fair, I think there's some employers that still have that business mind and thinking to this day. Some people do, some don't, depending who you right. ask. Right. I, I mean, then, I mean, I think back then, yeah, back then you're right. It, it was a different time, where right. it's like you know, if you work for that company, you're you're pretty much set for life. You know, pretty much so. right. Now, of course, as time has gone on, notice, okay. Notice when you're filling out an application, what does it say at the bottom right before you sign? It says that this employment is at will. So even though you're applying for a job and you can get the job, they have the right to terminate you at any time, just the same way you have a right to quit. At any time, you give them two weeks notice, which is supposed to be the, uh, the nice thing to do because you're giving them time to find somebody else or to implement who is going to have your work while you're not there anymore before somebody else comes in. One of the exactly. things that I wanted to say, uh, my friend is listening and she goes, because we were talking about before with people and managers and the things that they do, <laughs> she said, and not screw them over. And this is, you know, this is the big thing now. You can't go to a job anymore and feel like 
your employer is going to be loyal to you just as you would be loyal to them. Now, it says, as time went on, things change. Your career depends on you and your work performance. However, employer also needs to generate the same type of moral. So this is the things that I wrote. If you're a business person, what are you giving to your employees to make them feel appreciated? Um, What are you doing during boss's day, administrative professional's days? What are you giving for, um, I was going to say secretary's day, but it's not called that anymore. It's called administrative and professional's day. So you have different qualities. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it used to be called Secretary's Day, and then it was called Administrative Professionals Day to be all-inclusive with administrative professionals. It just, didn't, it just didn't relate to the secretaries anymore. That started to change later on in the late 80s to early 90s, where they started changing the secretary title to administrative assistant. But you still have the secretary titles in the ways of In law firms, you would have legal secretaries, which was a specialized skill, if you will, because they dealt with legal documents, um, pleadings, and and things of that nature. So that's something that I never learned or never did, so I don't have that skill. But I did work in law firms, and, you know, but I was an administrative assistant, so it was a different kind of uh, a skill set working in law firms. But these, you know, these are the things that you have to think about. If you're going to be a business person and you're running a business, it's not only that you're hiring somebody to help you execute certain parts of the job so that the day-to-day operations continue to run efficiently, right? What are you giving to that employee? How are you showing them your appreciation? You know, these are also other things to to think about if you want to be self-employed. I mean, you know, I think that being self-employed is a great and wonderful thing. It is a liberating feeling to be making your own money and, you know, to be able to support yourself and not have to be dealing with people that you don't want to deal with. Um, But at the same time, you have to think about those, those things, you know, why is it that all of these jobs that I have, what have I learned from them and what do I take that works for me and what I don't take, what doesn't work for me? Um, So the hmm. asshole now came into the chat room, and guess what? He can't Wait, say anything because <laughs> I have it on admin mode. So go fuck yourself. Yeah, the asshole dude oh. from last from last week. Oh, I remember that guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> can't say anything, uh. can you? Can't say anything. All right, well. <laughs> 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 uh, that's no here and there. That's what it is, right? <laughs> I wonder yeah, if he got like, to like. hear his playback when he was making those comments. 
made him sound like the dummy that he is. <laughs> That's just what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, by the way, as I'm talking to you, I'll make this quick. I know it's a little bit of an off topic, but I'm actually watching SNL, and they're doing an episode where everybody is at home. So, th- so this is like pretty much the new normal where the show is being broadcast. I mean, people are doing, you know, Skype or whatever the hell it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was not, and I was like, when you're seeing all different shows like this where everybody's doing it from home. Now, th- so just you know, it just kind of you know sets the tone. It's like how long, how long is this gonna be? How long? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is I think what I was talking about earlier. So I, you know, when a when when I knew at and maybe at some point we're going to take a class on how mm-hmm. to deal with the pandemic, how to deal with you know a possible another pandemic, something like this. What do we do in a business like this? Because I think businesses are being businesses are being hit hard right now. What yes. do we do? What do, do exactly. we have to put some extra extra money on the side? Even even mm-hmm. like that doesn't that doesn't help. You know, you can have the extra money in the world, but how long that's going to last? You, that that soon enough, that's going to run out. Like unemployment, it's for true. example, I think because unemployment right now, they just, um, I think in New York State at least, you know, I think it's extended to four to six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what happens after that? You know what I mean? So I think no, I think that's another thing that we have to think about now. So we can start a business, but also at the same time, how to how to prepare for a, a disaster or something like what we're going through now. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a mm-hmm. lot. Absolutely. That's a lot that they Absolutely. So. No, you're you're right about that. And this is the reason why I wanted to do this type of show so that people can understand how to make preparations. I mean, look, at the end of the day, sometimes we can't be completely prepared, but we have to be smart about our decisions and our choices moving forward. So I wrote this list out. Hopefully, it can help somebody. Responsibility to your business, okay? Know what's going on day to day. Again, using the Bernie Ebers as an example. He's in jail. Why? Because he was trying to pretend that he didn't know what was going on with accounting so that he could fulfill his own dreams. And this is what happens. If you're going to own a business and it is about getting rich, well, Maybe get into gambling or something where you're not, you know, hurting other people and taking Mm. shit out of their mouths. You know what I mean? And taking stuff out of their pockets because if people are thinking to themselves, I have this enlarged, you know, 401 or whatever it is. And then you find out that there really isn't anything in it and people get hurt behind it. It wasn't, he wasn't the one who did that. Somebody else did that. Um, I mean, think about all the money that gets lost because of that. So there isn't an excuse, not in this day and age, for whatever size business you have going on that you shouldn't know what money is coming in, what money is leaving, what type of budget you have. You should know all of that and then some. Not to hound your accountant, not to uh, make them feel like they're not doing their job or whatever, but you need to know what's going on in your business. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is is that you have to delegate. Okay. Because again, not everyone will have the skills that they need to run the job or to run their business. If you're a hairstylist, 
and you have the skills of being a hairstylist, but you want to open up a salon, you have to Mm -hmm. have somebody who's going to manage it. Because if you love doing hair, you can't possibly do hair and run the salon. However, if you have a manager that's running the salon, guess what? At the end of the day, you're going over who, who made money, how you are paying your hairstylist, what it is that you need to do for expenses, buying shampoo, buying any hair products, whatever the case may be in that thing that's going on and buying the essentials of what you need in order for you to run that business effectively. Right, right exactly. You need somebody who knows how to um... – and I like I wouldn't say an accountant, maybe an accountant, but somebody who knows money, that knows how to handle money, right. that knows, right. yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, it's one thing, you know, if you turn, if you do this on your own, great. But if you know somebody and say, hey, you know, I need somebody to count the money, what's going on, you know, it's mm-hmm. not going to the wrong place, that kind of thing. Yeah, you need somebody that knows how to do that. That, that, that is very important. Well, you know, I mean, and also think about the different types of businesses. If you have a business like a hair salon, right, you probably don't need an an accountant. But if you have a manager who knows about money and you can combine those two together, then that makes sense for that business. Because think about it. It's a hair salon. Okay, you're not, you may not be running a chain of hair salons, but you you have one store where you, your employees don't need to be like a shitload of them. You don't need this. You don't need, you know what I mean? Like you don't need a shampooer, uh, an accountant, um, a, a receptionist. You understand what I'm saying? There are sometimes that there are multiple jobs that one person can handle depending on the size of the business. Right. Exactly. And so it all varies. Right. The other thing is, is that your projects, um, keep everyone who works for you, like keep them up to date with projects, with changes, etc. cetera. Um, make sure that if changes are going to happen in your business, that you're letting your team know what's going on so that everybody can be prepared. Try not to surprise people that are working for you because at the end of the day, in a small business, you're responsible for them. Um, I'm reading a text that my friend is sending because she's talking about Bernie Sanders. He, Bernie Sanders, he also did a lot of bad things, He's in, and he's in jail. Um, you mean Bernie Ebert? Bernie Sanders? <laughs> I think she means Bernie. <laughs> Bernie Madoff. <laughs> no. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's right. He did the, the pyramid scam. That's also another, you know, old scam that's been going around for like centuries. Um, not pyramid Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Mean... Bernie Madoff. He said Bernie, Bernie, Madoff. Bernie Madoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that's funny. Yeah, she goes, I meant Bernie. Yeah, he's another one that's in jail. So, um, right. These are, well, these he, are ran called, he, he ran a thing called uh-huh. a Ponzi scheme. He, re, he ran a Ponzi, thing called right. a Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. Where right. it's, it's pretty much, it is like a pyramid scheme, basically. Uh, he yes, ripped off a lot of companies. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I have to forgive my friend. She's uh you know she's a little bit uh feeling good with uh, a a drink that uh <laughs> that her 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 daughter's uh boyfriend made. <laughs> gotcha. So <laughs> Bernie Sanders, Bernie Man, they, I can you can get, I can see them somebody confusing those two. Uh, somehow, <laughs> I'm like Bernie Sanders is in jail. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's too funny. So yes, in in that regard, yes. But you know what it is? I think what's what's shitty about what Bernie Madoff did is that so many people trusted him, and see that's yeah. that's the thing about. Being a business person, you you want to have the ability for people to trust you and trust the things that they're saying. Because you know what? People are giving money to you for a service, and they want to make mm-hmm. sure that that service is going to be executed professionally so that they look good. So I'm sure that for years and years, this man developed a relationship with people and they were okay writing a check thinking, oh yeah, we're going to get all of this money back and not thinking in their mind that they were being scammed. You know, shit happens. It sucks. It shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. Okay. The other thing is, is that be prepared for disasters. Have stock. Always have a safety net only for emergencies. So these are other things that are really also effective, especially now, to help you along in your small business. Always have some kind of safety net and don't touch that safety net for whatever the reason, even if those sandals are on sale. (laughs) I have to say that out loud. Even if those shoes are on sale, even if that handbag is on sale, you have to think about your future. And what you need to hold on to. So don't spend frivolously. I mean, seriously, because you just yeah, never I, know. I, no, I, I completely get it. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other thing. You know, you know, is, it, it is hard, though, because some people are tempted to buy something, but just try not mm-hmm. to. I mean, right. I would open a retirement um, retirement plan. You know, I would, mm-hmm. you know. Like there's a thing called Stash. Uh, there's an app for that that kind of mm-hmm. helps you with that, you know. And you know, I, I actually, you know, I have other places to do retirement, but one of them is actually Stash. Not plugging in, no one pay me to do it, but I think Stash mm-hmm. is one of the best places to start with. So, really? um, so that's yeah, it's called Stash. It's on the uh, on the uh, app store, if you will. Oh well, I'm gonna write this down. Okay. So yeah. the other thing. <laughs> The other thing is I have to hurry up because now we've got nine minutes left. So the other thing is is um, stay in the trend. Like understand what that means, not copying what other people are doing, but just staying within the, the technical trends of what's going on. Because I think a lot of the times when people panic, they start doing things what other people are doing. Reference in point, things that you were talking about with, with just for fans or only fans. You know, if one person says, I'm on here, it's doing good, I'm doing good, and then everybody just follows along that train, 
you are going to have some people that are going to be disappointed and say, why isn't this working for me? And you have to think, go back to the beginning, your brand. What is your brand? What are you trying to sell? What is your product? What is your specialty? So think about all these things, not because a person said, I'm doing good at this YZ company. Come here because you're going to do good. There's no guarantee of that. So think about those things. Um, Learn how to use social media effectively, cursing people out and, you know, like using your social media to curse people out. That doesn't help any. It doesn't help any when you're cursing people out, you're putting people down and you're doing this or doing that. You're not helping yourself when you decide that you're going to go on Twitter and say, oh, well, I know this and that about you or you're a bitch and you want to talk all this. That's, you know, just go out in the street and do that. Just save yourself time, go out into the street, be ghetto and stop acting like a damn fool on social media because you don't represent yourself correctly when you're doing that. Now, if that's your form of specialty brand, that these are things that you do to humiliate people, okay, then fine. But at least make that clear. Because going around doing those things, people are just going to look at you and say, oh, you know, they're just being ghetto. Um, Some people are being immature in some cases. Yes, immature at best. Absolutely. Because, you know, like I said, people want to use certain platforms because they want to be heard, because they want to be seen, because they think they know what they're talking about. And unless you've done like extensive research or you've studied on it or you have experience with it, then don't talk about it. You know, don't come on. This is the reason why I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this show, I'm going to pull out my college book. I'm going to get reacquainted with these notes, write things down so that I don't forget things because these are super important things. It's effective for anyone who wants to be able to succeed in their business because this is all about success. This is not about hurting other people. This is not about taking advantage of other people. This is not about screwing other people over. And we've seen it happen. It's not like it doesn't happen. It does happen. But that doesn't mean that everybody who's in it for themselves, yes. Is it about making money? Absolutely. I mean, look, I had to change my profile on Twitter and say, don't ask me about banner exchange, paid ads only. I mean, it's like these people are still coming up with like this early 2003 concept. Oh, are you willing to do a banner exchange? No, I'm not. I'm running. They still do that? Oh, yes. People are still asking about that shit. I I got a a request one time on another platform. I'm not going to say what it is, but um, they had asked me about it. And I was like, no, you know, we charge for advertising. Oh, you can't do a banner exchange? No, motherfucker, I can't do one. It's just like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I mean, seriously, what are you offering here? So these are the things that we all have to think about in the hopes that we could succeed. And now we got to end the show because we literally have four minutes left. 4.44, just like last week. So go ahead, Nelson, plug your show. All right. All right. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at WTFTV. 
And, um, of course, I'm on all the place, YouTube and uh, iTunes. Just type in WTF TV. You're able to find me there. So I should be good. All right, so that's pretty much that. Well, Nelson, thank you again for being on the show. And I want to thank everybody for listening. I felt like this was a super effective <laughs> and I hope efficient so. show. Yeah. I think this is going to be the words of the year, efficient and effective, because we didn't get disruptive. We were able to send a message out there to people. And the replay, of course, you will be able to find it on Anchor. I wanted to let everybody know that you can find all of the replays on Anchor. If you don't listen to it here on Blog Talk Radio, you can listen to it on Anchor. You can listen to it on iTunes. And, you know, there's a lot of things coming up in the future. I'm not going to discuss it now, but there's going to be a lot of great changes that I'm looking forward to. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please stay safe. Wash your hands. Use gloves. Put a mask on. And with all that being said, as always, that I end all my shows, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and most importantly, take care of you. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye.